Tom Shiplet Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Tom Shiplet Podcast. I am your host, Tom Shiflet. Joining me, my younger brother, Kyle Harkins. What's up, dude? How we doing, Tom? Hey, it's a good day. I just, uh, I've embarked into my Stephen Curry year of life. It is my 30th right. birthday. Right. Happy birthday, dude. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> so, it's a, what a time to be alive. You know, yeah. it really hits different when you just turn 30, man. Like, it's just, I don't know what it is. It's just out of nowhere. You're just like, holy shit, I'm 30, man. <laughs> Cause like when you turn yeah, like when you turn like twenty five, you're like, okay, I can rent a car now, but there's no bigger other fucking milestones I reach. Once you turn yeah. twenty five, right, and then once you get to like twenty eight, you're like, holy shit, I'm like two years away, two years away from thirty. And then once thirty comes, you're like, holy shit, man, I'm old as hell. But like yeah. I'm the last person in my friend group to turn thirty, so I felt a lot younger than I actually was. But now I have caught up with them. I am also thirty, so I'm like, oh, I'm also super washed too. Awesome, great, amazing. Twenty nine. That was potentially the worst year of my life. Like twenty nine sucked. Like that was one of the worst years ever. Like I'm so glad I can flush that down the toilet. That was one of the worst years ever. Honestly. Hey, I'm with you. It's my last year too. Twenty nine. Twenty nine sucked. So hopefully, hopefully my current year is amazing. And yeah. we'll go from there. But my Eric Berry year stunk. Like twenty nine stunk. <laughs> Eric Berry, yeah, it's not a good year. Hey, Eric Berry was a great player, but the year stunk. Yeah, that's right. One good. Right. I don't want to associate with Eric Berry, but it just it wasn't good. I can't think yeah. of another twenty nine. Actually, I was sitting there today. I was like, I yeah, it's my it. Eric Berry year. I was like, who am I thinking of? Like, who's another twenty nine that I'm not thinking? That's a of? good one, honestly. Eric Berry. I didn't even. Honestly, didn't that's my guy, it. man. Bunch of bums at 29 besides him. That's my guy. Uh, what a day today. I mean, there wasn't really a lot that a lot that happened, but out of nowhere, Aaron Rodgers had a press conference where he didn't say he was retiring, but it felt a lot like he's leading towards retirement. Oh, I did see that post. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was kind of weird. It was, but, but it was like it was such a Rogers. It was such a Rogers fucking anthem, man. It really right, was. Right. Like, just go out on top and shit like that. But I think that's how everybody should go. Like, so we're going to see yeah. the fat man, Big Ben, Monday night, his last game in Heinz Field, and he's going out like a clown. Sure. But his numbers yeah, are better than a lot of quarterbacks in the league. But yeah, the amount, the high caliber of quarterback play we've seen him play for almost 17 years. Looking at him now, you're like, this guy fucking stinks. But he has better numbers across the board than a lot of starting quarterbacks in the league. But we are sitting there pushing him out the fucking door. Yeah, right, exactly. And Aaron Rodgers is not that much younger than Big Ben. And he is about to win his second MVP in a row. And he's talking about, like, you know, the most important thing is for me not to play like a bum before I leave. Yeah, or treated like one, I guess. Maybe uh, The biggest thing, that's what he said verbatim. He said, I don't want to play like a bum when I go out. I want to leave at the top. And what does that mean for him? Like, if the, the caliber of football he's playing right now, 
Like, this almost goes into the conversation we literally had yesterday where we were talking about, like, what sways Aaron Rodgers from leaving Green Bay or, like, going somewhere else? Like, what is it? And his conversation today made it seem like, as long as I'm playing well, we're Gucci, dude. Like, I don't. As long as I'm not a fucking bum, we're fine, man. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I don't see him leaving. I think he can stay, but I don't think he retires after this year. But, but maybe before the season does. started, there was a lot of conversation where, like, this guy is completely content the way his career right. went, the money he's made, he wants to host Jeopardy. He's fine retiring. Yeah, he would find plenty of things to do. He'd make money. Just Honestly, he, again, I've made this comparison weeks ago. He's the NFL equivalent to Kyrie Irving. Right. Kyrie's that guy where it's like he's the most talented player when he's on and when he's engaged, blah, blah, blah. But you can seriously see that guy retiring, owning an alpaca llama farm, and just retiring at 28 years old. And you'd be like, yeah. that sounds about right, dude. Aaron is one of those dudes. He's literally playing the best football he's played in his entire fucking life. And you could honestly believe that he'd be like, all right, love you guys. It's been great. I'll see you. I'm done. Yeah, Love, love you. Love you, Green Bay. Love you. I'm done. <laughs> like, you can see it. And, then, like, the conversation yeah, can... that we had yesterday and then to see the interview that he had today, it was just like, this fucking guy is such an enigma, man. Like, you literally yeah. can't, you can't put your finger on this guy. He might, he might go one more year. He could, like, he potentially could. I, or he could just go, off. I'm done, dude. Well, not that tough, but I'm yeah, good. He's... Just leaves after you know this year. I think he'll go. I think next year he'll come back. But like you said, but what does a Rogers decline look like? Like he is, like he's made that classic line where it's like some down years for me are career years for some guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. That's what I was gonna say too. I don't see a downfall for him. He could probably play for another five years. At least, man. Especially the rules. Whatever team he figures out. I mean. Okay, so today, all right, Ryan Wood at by Ryan Wood on Twitter, he posted Aaron Rodgers is not ruling out retiring after the season. He said, Rodgers said, end quote, I'm just enjoying the season for this season, and playing next year will definitely be in the thought process. End quote. He says it's important for him to quote unquote not be a bum on his way out. But at a high level, he's doing that right now. He continued, Aaron Rodgers says he isn't necessarily thinking about playing quote-unquote elsewhere next season. He says the complimentary things he said about the Packers and Brian Gutenkoos has been heartfelt. And that his relationship has grown with Gutenkoos as the season has gone. Whatever he decides after the season, Aaron Rodgers said it will be a quick decision instead of being a long, drawn-out process. He'll speak with people close to him, including key members of the Packers, after the season ends and determine how he'll move forward. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the, the GM is really going to have to push them off again for him to leave. You know, they, if they keep him entitled to what's going on and then uh, they keep the same roster, it's hard for me to see him you know, leaving anywhere, especially he's a back-to-back MVP, probably the best coach for him. Definitely I mean, it, he'll him. literally have to shit down his pants the next two games for him not to win the most valuable player. Right, I don't think anybody's taking it. I mean, he's clearly above 
everybody else. Especially the stinker that Tom's coming off of the last time we right. watched him in primetime football getting shut out. I Look, given, I understand why things happen, but from a voter's perspective, those things matter. Yeah. I mean, it does. I understand. It wasn't all Tom's fault. Like, again, it was a nightmare situation for him going into the game and then losing three-fourths of his entire fucking offensive game plan and throughout the game, what is he supposed to do? So, Imagine uh, taking Rodgers before the season started when he wasn't supposed to play. God, right. Them odds. Son of a bitch. <laughs> them odds it's actually, plus Dude, it's insane. Like, reflecting on... Because we're going to week seven of the football season. To think right. that Green Bay is the number one overall seed in the NFC right now given the way the whole offseason went, the way that week one went, where they got curb stomped by Jameis in Jacksonville, not even like, just out of nowhere. They beat the dog shit out of them. Aaron Rodgers looked bad. The offense looked clunky. Like We're like, this is what happens when you have a shitty offseason and you don't show up and like you're going to be bad all year. Like The Packers might stink. We're at week 17. They control their fate to have home field throughout the playoffs. And Aaron Rodgers is playing potentially the greatest football he's ever played. And if people who are a lot smarter than me, where I potentially think he is too, there are people who are way smarter than me and have watched Aaron Rodgers for a long time, like diligently combing through his film of his entire career. They're saying he's playing the best football he's ever played in his life. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. They can't motivate the ball. I mean, he's never, I've never seen anybody throw. He's the most gifted passer of all time. Yeah, just pinpoint throws. I mean, the back shoulder, the in between the the safety and the and the corners, it's impossible to go zone against this guy. This guy put it through a fucking a, a, a hose, not even uh, larger for a fucking guard. Hose. He is the most gifted passer I've ever seen in my life. It's not even yeah, close. Man. Like he's the most gifted. It was a real gift to see him play in Baltimore. I mean, he was just threading needles. Yeah, you were there. Needles. You saw him live. Last th- the only time I've seen him, he had the worst game of his life against Buffalo, in oh, Buffalo. Shit. It was the worst game he's ever played, and it was awesome because yeah. like I was winning in a money league and I had the Buffalo Bills defense that day, so I was like, "Fuck yeah, destroy him!" Hope right. he gets nothing. Pick him off seven times. I need to win this week, dude. I won my right. league on the way of the defense dominating Aaron Rodgers, but like I've never, I've never seen Aaron Rodgers just go like. Hall of Fame God mode, like he did kind of in Baltimore, where you saw a glimpse of him like, oh yeah, this this is potentially the greatest quarterback to ever live. Right. And it's hard to say that it's not Brady, because the accolades, everything he's done, he could do everything. And plus, he has the trophy case to back it up, but like, it's hard to say that Aaron Rodgers is not the most gifted quarterback to ever live. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that. I think, you know, Tom Brady's a goat, because I mean, it's it's legitimately like he is him him and Brady are legitimately the LeBron and Jordan argument of basketball and football. Right. Jordan has yeah, the constant yeah. success through his career. He has all the titles. He has every single accolade known to man, and he dominated all throughout his career, like Tom has. But you literally right. just watch Aaron throw the football. You're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's effortless. That's the same thing with LeBron, like. LeBron is literally the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, no one's ever going to play basketball like Literally that. last night, at the no. day before he turned, he turns 37 tomorrow, he's the youngest player 
to ever score 36,000 points. He's also the youngest player to score 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000, all the way up to 36 fucking thousand points. Yeah. At some point, we need to take a step back as people, as a society, and realize, like, holy shit, this potentially is some of the greatest basketball we've seen in our entire lives. And he's still playing. He's still, he is still one of potentially the best players in the league at 37 years old tomorrow. When you are listening to this, LeBron James will be 37 years old and he will potentially be arguably the best player in the league. That's insane. That's unheard of. From being 18 years old to 37 years old and he is still potentially in the top 10, not even top five players in the league. That's bananas, man. No, he doesn't look any. I mean, he does look different, but I'm just saying, like, he just he's just a man amongst bullies. Thirty-two, eleven, eleven last night, completely dominated. That Rockets game was so fun because it, it was like LeBron dominated, like he has been, but finally Russ was like, Russ was Russ. He finally put those other bullshit things aside from the Christmas Day into the conversation all however many days it's been since Christmas, I can't even keep up anymore. It's been just such a blur with sports and everything going on, but it's been nonstop conversation. Like, Oh, is Russ washed? Does he stink? Like what's going on? But like, he's still one of the best point guards in the league. I think that's the thing where it's like, I don't think we truly appreciate what Russell Westbrook is. No, I really don't. Cause people get too caught on, uh, I think if they do that with a lot of stars, they get too caught on what they don't do well, and they just sit on that and they harp on it, like kind of like how people uh, get on Giannis, like he can't shoot, but he can. He's not, he's not really that good, but yeah, he can. So, I mean, Russell's gonna be Russell. He, he I mean, he he always has these games where he comes out and he shuts all everybody up, so it makes him great. It's and Mellow for his his out. interview the other day was really it's really telling where he was like. Yeah, a lot of people are saying, I'm like, I'm down, but like, do you know how fucking hard it is to average 25, 15, and 15 every night? That's just not, that's not sustainable. That's not something that's realistic for me to do, even at my age, or even not at my, even if I was younger. Younger dudes my age don't do that shit. No, no one does. No one does. It's not human what I was doing. This is not sustainable. Like, what I was doing was insane. And for to yeah. judge me on that scale at almost thirty three years old is kind of insane. I mean that yeah, that year was unbelievable. No, the for past sure. couple years where he's averaged a triple double like three straight years. That's true too. It's yeah. insane. Like the production that he puts up. And what do you want to say? Oh, he's stat patty, he's doing this he's still doing it. You know what I mean? You know how yeah, insane right. it is to just do that. If it was yeah. that easy to just stat pad or whatever, a lot of people would have done that already. Right, right. That's my point, too. That was 100% my point, too. Now, is it is it very... Does it help winning a lot? Probably not. Probably not. Maybe I mean, not. Really, that's what's supposed to happen, though. Like, I mean, you could say stat pad because he gets rebounds, but your bigs are supposed to block out, your guards are supposed to get the rebounds, so... Yeah, those things where it's like a lot of times they were crushing Russ because like Steven Adams was like boxing out two or three guys like because he's an animal down there. That's what he's supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. And then other people are supposed to crash. Yeah. And Russ crashed like nobody else we've ever seen at the the point guard position. 
Yeah, people talk like they all they like Russell makes him sign a fucking waiver saying you you can't grab rebounds. You know what I mean? Like that's not that's not what it is. I think Russ is I think I think legitimately he is a great playmaker, but I think a lot of the time he has gone through stretches where he does assist hunt and it, it leads to a lot of turnovers on his end and it makes the offense really bogged down and look like shit. But like I legitimately think he is one of the best playmakers we've ever seen. Yeah, he's legitimately I mean, he, one of the best point guards we've ever seen. His, his him downhill, athletic, athletically gifted. And I, mean, I think that's the problem too, where it's like we have to realize he's almost thirty three years old, multiple knee injuries, serious knee injuries, ACL tears, MCL tears, like serious injuries. A guy right. who depends on his athleticism every single night, like it's it's hard for him to adjust. Like we've seen so many times with the Lakers so far where he's gone for an emphatic slam he would make in his sleep for OKC and shit like that. He's getting blocked by the rim, where it's like, of course, he's almost 34 years old. Yeah, right. I mean, He's right. not the athlete he always was. He's still a better athlete than most guys in the league, but like, it's not to Russ standards, where Russ was like, this guy was born in a test tube. It makes no sense how athletic he is. Right. At his position, his size, it makes no sense how athletic he is. And now... Father Time is undefeated, dude. Except against LeBron and Michael Jordan, they're undefeated. Right. Especially in basketball. Especially in basketball. It's so hard to play when you get banged up and when you're older. And you're... Yeah. We've seen it. We've seen it a million times with great players. That's know? why I'm worried about Clay. Like I'm just worried about Clay, not not about his work ethic or his well, shots or anything like that. I'm just yeah. concerned a guy who's almost what is he 32 almost. I think he's 31. He's had an ACL. He's had an Achilles. He's had all these major injuries post 30 years old. We haven't seen him play in two years. Like, it's just like, it's terrifying. But, like, I don't want him to go out there and stink. Nah, he won't. He, like, won't. he won't, but like, he won't be Clay. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about him not being Clay. Like, I'm worried about him not being one of the best shooting guards in the league on both ends of the floor. Like, I think those days are done. I don't yeah. think he's going to be the defender that he was. No, which was also not. incredible with Clay. He's literally one of the best perimeter defenders at the two-guard position, and he's arguably the second-greatest shooter of all time that we've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, Clay, Clay will be top five probably by the time he retires. But, like, literally, like, off the like, top of your head, like you think, like, wise. okay, you go Ray Allen, Steph Curry, Reggie Miller, Clay Thompson. Easily. And you don't you don't even get any pushback for that. You're like, oh, okay. Clay Thompson is arguably one of the best defenders in the league when he's yeah. healthy and he's on the floor. Yeah, I like he came into the league as like a three and D guy, and then he's like, oh shit, this guy is a fucking nuclear weapon on the offensive end, and then he still shuts down everybody every night at arguably the toughest position to guard night to night is the two guard position that has kind of turned to the point guard position, honestly. Yeah. But still, to be a dude who plays every night, serious minutes to defend the two every night. That's a nightmare. And then to be over a 40% three-point shooter, that's insane. Yeah, I don't know if he'll be uh, as sprouty or as... Uh, I hope yeah, he is, though. Be... I'm praying to God he is. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think he'll, he'll look a lot of the same, but he still might be, like you said, like a, like he'll be a little bit slower than the... Because it's hard to come back to exactly what you were. Dude, to come back from an ACL and then you're rehabbing from an ACL and you blow your Achilles. 
Those are two injuries where it's like, send this horse to the glue factory. They're done. He is one of the greatest human beings to ever live. And I'm glad I'm done hating the Warriors and I'm done with the whole rivalry with them. I fucking love Clay Thompson so much. He's one of the funniest human yeah. beings on earth. That arguing about that entire league, he's the funniest person on earth. Like his IG Dude. lives where he's on his fucking boat with like him and his pit bull Rocco. Like it's the funniest thing on earth. He is legitimately one of the funniest people on earth and he doesn't even try to be. And then, uh, yeah, dude, he's hilarious. Last year when he was watching them bust. It was so depressing, though. Like, because you just knew that, like, this guy wants to hoop so bad. Like, even, I was watching them last night. The game last night, did you see any of that against Denver last night? I saw him come back. They blew the doors off of them. Denver did. Where it was like, holy shit, they're getting the shit beat out of them. And then, before you know it, they they closed out a 24-point lead on, on a blink of an eye. And then Jokic, he turns it over late. Then he he literally he immediately follows up his turnover with a block shot to seal the game. Like Golden State, it's incredible the work, the job that Steve Kerr has done over this amount of time. Ladies would say, "Oh, Mark Jackson built the team. Who gives a shit?" Mark Jackson had them underachieving for the most part, and Steve Kerr he maximized all these players in every single position possible. Yeah, by far. But, like, to think that what the Warriors are doing with, like, Kaminga playing serious minutes, who looks so raw right now, but you could see flashes were like, holy shit, this guy's a guy. You ain't lying, that's raw. He's raw as hell. But, like, you see yeah. flashes every now and then, you're like, holy shit, man. If he ever slaps this together, what are we doing here? Should be a team. Think of it, we, can't even, we haven't even seen Big Jim. Big Jim Wiseman put anything together yet to be like, we can't even decide if he's a good player or yet not. Right. Realistically, we can't. I think they're giving Kaminga this time to kind of grow because they might need him. They need to. I, the Warriors are doing a perfect to- a perfect job. I think they did the same thing last year where it's like, yeah, like I was ripping my hair out most nights where it's like, you can't do this to Steph. Like this roster construction, blah, blah, blah. Steph is almost having an MVP year. The window's closing. You need to maximize this, whatever. But, like, the job that they have done on the fly of development, like, developing these kids is insane. Like, to be competitive every night, but also working in these young kids and getting them experience to where, like, they are killers like Jordan Poole and shit like that, it's bananas. Like, the work that Steve Kerr does every night is just insane. He's one of the greatest coaches literally to ever live. It's insane. That whole staff deserves a lot of credit, yeah. Yeah, I think the Warriors and the Heat, they're the best at um developing guys on the fly. Yeah. I mean it's it's like no other. They they do it so easily though, it kinda gets it gets you mad about other teams. How they don't right, right. Like, well, develop. I think time. Toronto does a good job of it too. They do um, a good job, yeah. But they, they gotta got a couple diamonds in the rough there and Boucher. And, dude, LeBron uh, is just insane right now. I I don't know if you're watching this right now. He just hit no. a casual he spot up he's, for three. He pumped, the whole he, he pumped fake, let the guy drift by him, and then he just spotted up, knocked it down. He's just, he's unconscious right now. Wow. And, like, we're chasing Kareem, okay? That's where I'm at. I, I don't think, I honestly, in my heart of hearts, I don't think this is the championship team. I really don't. Unless they make some kind of out-of-the-park insane trade that Rob Polinka yeah, usually pulls Anthony off. But like, Davis rolls over. 
But if AD wakes up and starts to play like AD, like we know, then of course. Because if you have LeBron playing the way he's playing right now, and you have a couple of competent guys around him for 38 minutes a game, it's hard to say that this team won't win anything, right? But I'm not... Malik Monk looks good. Malik Monk's awesome. He rolled out a bet out of the Cobra Protocols on Christmas Day, and he scored 20 points. The guy's a born scorer. He had 24 the other night, too. Or was that the I love, so last night watching the Rockets and Lakers game, the closeout the last four minutes was just Russ and Bron playing pick and roll with each other and just dominating the floor. And I feel like that's that's what it should have been. That was my idea from the start with kind of like, I wasn't sold on it at all. You remember we had our conversations on this podcast where it's like, you should have got Russ, you should have saved assets, you should have went for body heels or something like that, and you can work with the rest of it. But the idea that I got warmed up to was like, okay, Braun and Russ closing out ball games, him at the four, AD at the five, Russ at the one. Those two like playing pick and roll with one another. How do you stop that? You don't. How do you like throughout LeBron's career since he left Cleveland and once he went to the Miami stage and then he from there, him as a role man is unstoppable. It's unstoppable. You cannot do anything against him because he's either going to make the right pass out of the roll or he's going to put you in a compromising position where he's getting two free throws or he's dunking on you and getting a free throw. And it's also... It's, it's unfair. Possible. Yeah, and you, and you think if you got to really hedge hard on Russell, Russell can get to the hoop anytime he wants. And that's the thing, them. too, where it's like, yeah, I know Russ is missing a lot at the rim, but he's still getting those opportunities at the rim. There's no way a guy as gifted as he is is going to continue to miss as much as he is. Like, I get it. He's hitting the top of the shot clock on those fucking, those ISO pull-up jump shots. I get those stink. But him attacking the basket, that's about as as free of points as it gets. Yeah, he's got to stop shooting off the backboard over there. It's not even off the, he's hitting the shot clock sometimes. Yeah, he ain't even close. Um, so but again, I, I, well, I'm watching the Lakers right now. So they're closing out another ball game again where it's Carmelo Anthony playing the five. And we talked about this last episode when we were talking about the Lakers. If Carmelo Anthony is literally playing your five to close ball games out, why the fuck is, why is DeAndre Jordan on your team? Why is he here? If he can't play five minutes, if he can't play minutes at the five to spell Dwight Howard, why is he here? I don't know. Your food on the other end with Carmelo playing the four or the five. Your food. That's it. If you don't have LeBron, Russ, maybe Avery Bradley, AD out there to cover up the deficiencies of Carmelo Anthony at like the three or the four, like, do you expect him to play five in closeout time? That's not serious basketball. I'm sorry. I'm the biggest Carmelo Anthony fan in the world. I understand his deficiencies offensive, defensively. He's a he's a traffic cone out there. He shouldn't be playing anybody at the five. He shouldn't be playing any minutes at the five. And the fact that DeAndre Jordan is taking a roster spot and he can't get mo- minutes closing out, spelling Dwight Howard. We have a problem here, roster construction-wise. We have to figure this out. Yeah, you got to get someone in there. I mean, did, I mean... Ugh. I thought LeBron was playing the five. He has been. But it's like... 
So he's play he's playing the five offensively, but defensively he's playing four. Okay. So they're uh, throwing Carmelo Anthony to the Wolves defensively, but offensively oh, Bron is playing the, the five. Okay. Right. Well, I get, so I that I do. get what they're doing, but like that's a tough ask for Carmelo at almost thirty-eight years old to be guarding any fours or fives, especially nowadays in the league. This isn't like when he played for the Knicks where he would switch four and five and he would guard Todd Gibson on one side of the floor. That's mm-hmm. not what this is anymore. Right. Dude, LeBron's just going to have to be... Gonna the have to the problem is, is like LeBron has to be literally the greatest player to ever live for this and Lakers those- team to make their potential. And like that's not what it should be. It should be as soon as they got AD. AD is younger than Kyrie Irving. He should be the dude who carries the torch. LeBron, hop on my back. We're riding the titles, dude. You be half a guy some nights, and then when I need you, you turn it on. We're good, dude. But it's come to the point where LeBron literally has to be the greatest player to ever live for this Lakers team to be in the ball game. And if Russ is a wild card, we're not in the ball game anymore, man. Right. Right. And, and it's and frustrating to the point where it's like, I get it. Like, LeBron wanted this to happen. I, whatever. Rob Palenka is the general manager now. You have to have a little foresight to be able to talk to LeBron like, this, this move kind of stinks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We could do something else. But I, I don't think Russ is the biggest problem. I really don't. I think a lot of it is just I think they'll COVID. I out. think a lot of it is just COVID issues and injuries. I don't think. They literally haven't had it where they're all together and they've got a rotation. They've got every, I, they haven't done it yet. Yeah. Until I see all that and it stinks, then I can kind of go like, all right, man, this is doomed. But I, 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 this is too talented. You have three guys at that high level to think that this is not going to work, regardless of their age. To think that a team has Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, three of the names that are staples in the NBA. Can't figure it out down the stretch. I just I don't see that's a thing where like we have to worry about that. It's just gonna be weird when AD comes back. You gotta kind of just kind of throw him down there and be a five, and and still run that pick and roll with LeBron and Russell. Well, that's the thing. Is he gonna be a five? Like he put on all this weight. He said he was gonna play five, and he hasn't played the five. He's going to have to now. But if he doesn't want to play five, that's fine. You need to figure out a way to get a five in there who makes him better. You can't have Dwight Howard down there. You can't have DeAndre Jordan down there. If you have a Devontis Sabonis, if you have a Miles Turner, if you have a stretch five who makes life easier for AD to work in space, it makes more sense. But if you're playing literally two big guys... Around LeBron, Russell Westbrook, and AD, that's a recipe for disaster, man. I don't care who they have at two guard. I don't care who they have. Like, it doesn't matter. There's so much space being eaten between the center and Russ for those two guys to work in AD and LeBron. Like, there's there's just that's there's my, so much yeah. space. This, the floor is so tight. Yeah, that's my point. I mean, my point is you got to have Russell, AD, LeBron. You have to have two shooters like Malik Monk and uh, Old Ball, White Wayne Ellington, and 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 when Austin Reeves comes back, because it seems like not only is he a guy who can knock down shots when he's open, he plays hard. He plays, dude. John Morant's going crazy right now. 
He's been an animal. Last it's 96-92 Grizzlies now. They have taken the lead. Ja has gone insane. Him and LeBron are going back and forth. Grizzlies are favored by five and a half. Good. See the, the that possession that just happened there. So Russ goes down. He gets he gets he knocks off a screen from LeBron. He waves him off. He goes one on two. He misses a layup, and it's like, just get Bron the ball. Yeah. He's in the zone right now. Just like he's gonna make the right play. Just get him the ball. There's a lot of basketball right now, it's infuriating. Like watching watching the Cavs last night like was fun for a while. Like Russ just made a terrible pass right there. It was a turnover. But like watching the Cavs last night was awesome until like Rubio went down and was like my heart sank to my stomach because you looked like it was something serious. Yeah. And then it turns out today MRI showed He's done for the year. A 31-year-old point guard playing some of the best basketball he's played in his life, coming on a free agent year this offseason, just tore his ACL. Terrible. So, like, what is – what is like, I'm worried that Cleveland is going to do something that they're going to regret. Mm-hmm. Like, go way too hard on a Ben Simmons trade to make up for the fact that you don't have Ricky Rubio's playmaking ability off the bench or just in closing time. He he was he's been playing phenomenal the whole year. So Ricky Rubio has been awesome, guys. and I was on this podcast, and I was pulling my hair out that they traded assets and they did things to get Ricky Rubio. But like the right. fact that they got, oh, they just called an offensive foul on Jaw there. Oh my God, LeBron draw, drew a charge. They're looking after this. John Morant's an alien. Like he's watching like him every night riding. just doesn't make sense. I know, dude. He he's one of those freak athletes. That's just he just keeps going to the like rim. LeBron faded away. Like LeBron faded, but he's there. His feet are set. They didn't. They didn't challenge it. That was smart. That was a smart play by Taylor Jenkins. That was a bad much, pass by LeBron. How much time we got here? It's four thirty-four. It's ninety-six, ninety-two, and Ja just hit a three. Ninety-nine, ninety-two. He's literally locked in. He's been playing phenomenal, dude. He's always has. I mean, there's there hasn't oh, been the a stretch of time games, where yeah. Jaw has been like, uh, this guy kind of stinks. He's been incredible. Like the, the Grizzlies, Grizzlies are, are they are feisty, man. Like I, it, it's it's Desmond Bain is averaging seventeen point six points a game this year on forty six percent from the field, over forty from three. Like the, the yeah. deep find that they got him from. Like, that's how, like, teams that are smaller markets, how they really compete for a long time. If you hit on draft picks like a Desmond Bain, if you hit on free agency picks like Kyle Anderson, like, this is how you legitimately make a good football, uh, basketball team. I was about to say old, football team. Old slow-mo, yeah, he was a good pickup. I don't know why people think he sucks. It's just because he's not aesthetically pleasing. He's a lanky six foot ten guard. But that's 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 the Grizzlies though. They're not very they're not pleasing to look at except for John ja Morant. Right. I mean they're, they're the rest of it's ugly. Watch. Like watching Dylan Brooks play basketball as a casual fan tuning in on a Thursday night or something like that on ESPN, you're like, this guy fucking stinks. And I hate this guy. He's irritating. Whereas a hoop fan, you're like, this guy's gritty. He makes the other guy work really hard defensively. He makes shots when he's supposed to. He does what he's supposed to do. That's literally the Memphis Grizzlies. That's what they are. He's he's just a better Tony Allen, like worse defender but better school. He's a better offensive player than Tony Allen was, and but but not by a lot because Tony Allen was like watching it at Oklahoma State, carrying a team through March. You're like, 
once he gets the league, like he's still going to be a pretty decent offensive player with his defensive ability. And then once he gets the league, it's like the jump shot doesn't work. He can't score. It doesn't matter. All he's going to do is lock people down. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I mean, Memphis, the job was out for like. Also, two, let's be very clear. Dylan weeks. Brooks is not even close to being the same defender that Tony Allen is defensively. No, 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 no. It's very Dylan, overhyped. It's very Dylan, overhyped what. Dylan Brooks is a hack show. What. Dylan Brooks would foul out in a lot of leagues. He's a hack <laughs> show. He he hacks a lot. But. Jaw was out for three weeks and they were like 14 and two. They had a very high point differential, too. Like, they were. Darren Jackson Jr. is playing. He's playing some of the best basketball he's played in his life. Oh, that kid just has a feel for the game. He's awesome, man. He really is. Like he is. He's he's one of those guys where like I we throw this unicorn term out a lot in the NBA. He's a fucking unicorn, man. He's very unique. Yeah, he'd be as fast as he is, as big as he is, as long as he is, as strong as he is, to be as fast as he is, to have the touch he does from the outside around the rim, blocking shots. Being able to switch one through five on pick and roll. Like, it doesn't make sense what he does. Even coming off a major knee injury, he's still one of the best athletes on the floor every single night. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to fall in love with the Memphis Grizzlies. It really yeah, is. It's like, even when they were the grit and grind motherfucker, I loved that basketball team so much. I loved yeah. that team. Zach Randolph, Marcus Conley, Allen, Rudy Gay. Like, and OJ Mayo coming off the bench, Mike Miller coming off the bench. Yeah, that team was great. At one time, Tayshawn Prince coming off the bench for them at times too. I oh, love yeah. those basketball he was like teams. Forty. He, yeah, exactly. yeah, but he still was like six nine with a seven two wingspan. He can guard people in his sleep. Yeah, those teams are cool to watch. Yeah, I don't. I don't I mean, know what to do with the Lakers, man. Tht stinks, man. Well, I'll tell you this. When the Lakers don't have a feel for the game, they look really fucking bad. Well, I mean, when everybody but LeBron doesn't have a feel, it's bad. That's what's happening right now in Memphis. Like, this is hard to watch. That's what I mean. And when Russell gets stuck in... Dude, what are the Celtics? All right, I just saw this. The the Clippers, without Kawhi, without PG, it is 91-82 to right now in Boston. Pathetic, dude. Boston's pathetic. I like bet on them tonight. I don't know what to make of the Celtics. Like we were literally talking about them the other day. We were talking about the Christmas oh. Day games. Like it's just a nightmare. Like when do the Celtics finally go? Hey, here you go, Cleveland. Here's Jalen Brown. When do we they do gotta, that? They suck, bro. They suck. But it's hard. They're so talented. Like for them to just stink. I don't get it. Well, I just saw Peyton Pritchard was two for eight, and Josh Richardson was over five to start that fucking the half. So that was crazy too. Watching Peyton Pritchard put on a light show on Christmas Day, like he was knocking down literally every shot he took. Yeah, well, where it was insane where the Bucks came back and won that game because you got an amazing game off the bench for Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, and you had a pretty good game from Jason and uh, and Jalen, like both yeah, of them, like until, until and, the end. It yeah. made no sense that they lost that game, but Giannis is just on another planet. They're just not good. I watched them it's play against. I watched them play the Magic last night, waiting for the Rockets game to start again. Lakers Rockets game, and like, it, it's hard for me to think that the Bucks won't come out of the East again. Yeah, it's real hard. I mean, especially with Giannis playing at a high level. You know, they got the same team. I mean, and Giannis is just getting better by the year. 
by the game, by the day. Yeah. Same thing with Chris. Like, we assume Chris is, like, a finished product, but, like, the guy's still learning to play ball, too. He's still getting better night to night, too. Right. And they just, they're working DiVincenzo back in. They haven't had Brooke Lopez since the first game of the year with back surgery. He'll be back. Mm-hmm. That's a scary fucking team. And then to think that... Because everyone goes Brooklyn. But well, you, what are the, what are the regulations going to be once the playoffs start? Are you going to have are you going to have Kyrie for every dude? The bomb that LeBron just hit, holy shit! We gotta uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do, but dude, LeBron just hit like a thirty footer at the fucking the end of the, the the beginning of the clock. He literally just grabbed the ball and just chucked it, knocked it in. It's a hundred and ninety seven. This is incredible basketball, man. If you're not watching this right now on NBA TV, oh Russ! Oh my! He just blew a layup, a wide open God layup. Damn it, Russ! Why does he always gotta do shit like that? We well, said the other night, it's like for him to, for you to think he's gonna be what he was, like it's just fucking insane. Like it's not normal. It's like it's not, but like. I never thought anybody would even ask him to do that ever again. To that standard, you know? the amount of injuries that man has had on his lower body—it's hard to imagine that he will be that same athletic freak that he's always been. Like, how many times he's been denied by the rim this year is like—it's sad. Because mm-hmm. Russ, when he would go I up, know. you're like, "This is the most violent finisher I've potentially seen in my entire life," and now it's like he's smoking layups that he shouldn't smoke. Yeah, those videos—it's hard. It's hard to watch because Russ yeah. is one of my favorite players in the league, but like. Just make the oh. layups, son. Josh just took a really bad one. He just took a really bad one. No, like, we're... And the thing that... I, I've just, just kind of, like, I'm, I guess I'm kind of shifting more into NBA mode now because, like, the Steelers stink and mm-hmm. the Cavs are playing, like, amazing basketball where LeBron James isn't in the area code, so it's amazing, but... It's it's fascinating the way the league looks right now. Like I, no way. Yeah. He got fouled on a three too. Kyle Anderson just fouled LeBron on a three. Oh my god! How did slow mo even get out there? <laughs> he played good defense. He hit him on the elbow though. I'm surprised they even called. Yeah, he hit him on the fault. Oh, LeBron falling out of bounds on that? Absolutely, they're calling that. About to tune in on here. Yeah, turn it on right now on NBA TV. We got a minute thirty-four. It's one hundred to ninety-seven. LeBron's about to take three free throws. Oh yeah. Like it feels like at times, like it's really Mickey Mouse's NBA season because of all the guys who are like Uber drivers who are playing basketball in meaningful minutes right now. But it's hard not to get so invested and like get locked into like every game matters. I mean, he got him on the hand. He high-fived him. It is what it is. Are they looking at it? Oh, they got to call that. Yeah. You see it right now? Yeah. They high-fived. Like, you're going to call that. He didn't even get hand. Yeah, he didn't get ball like he's saying. Like, he didn't. Oof. Maybe about, maybe, maybe 10 years ago, you would get that call. All right, so why we're still on the Russell Westbrook thing. 
Let's let's listen to this Carl Anthony Towns interview. Hit it. So he's talking to Aiden Ross. I guess he's some YouTube fucking guy. I don't know. He apparently gets a lot of interviews or whatever. The guy seems like a fucking clown, but um he's talking to Carl Anthony Towns on his YouTube channel or whatever I guess it is, or he has a Twitch or some shit. I don't know. Fucking I don't know. He has a dipshit, but Yeah. Um Actually, just let me know if you hear this or not. Because I haven't plugged into my computer. I don't know if it works or not. Like, stats? I ain't trying to play for no stats. I'm trying to go win this game, boy. I'm trying to go win this game. Stats don't mean nothing. I'm from a place where if you get stats and you lose, that shit's pointless. Of course. I don't go home and get love for the stats. I got to ask you a question, bro. And you could, if you don't want to comment on it, that's fine. Come on. What do you think about Russell Westbrook? He definitely gets stats. <laughs> he's chasing stats. But I, I, I think he's a hell of a player, though. Man, you, I don't care what anyone says. You know how hard it is to get a triple-double? It is. It is hard. I, you, know, you know how hard it is to get a triple-double? And he played hella hard. I know, bro, but... I just, I just think that sometimes he plays too quick. He, he tries to do too much. Carl Anthony Towns talking about people chasing stats and, like, he's more about wins. That's a joke. From any player in the league, like, but him. That's a joke. Like, come on. You've been in the basement of the Western Conference for how many years now? Essentially, your entire career has been chasing stats because half the games, you're not even close to being in the fucking ballgame. Yeah. Has he even been in the playoffs? He's never even been in the playoffs. He's been in the playoffs one time. When the hell was that? That was a couple years ago. He was in the playoffs. They got bounced out immediately in the first round by the Golden State Warriors. I don't even remember that shit. It was very quick. I believe they lost in five games. Would not surprise me. Oh, but for the fa- but for the fact that, dude, Russell Westbrook has more career triple doubles than fucking Carl Anthony Towns does his wins in his career. Okay. Yeah. Like, what That's are we terrible. doing here? terrible and like like the comments that like it's just it, like who do you think you are and then R- draymond green commented on the post and he was like i once watched from the bench due to us beating the t-wolves ass and we was in the game down 20 with two minutes to go come on man stop talking to people about quote-unquote bros and yelling this is a brotherhood smh like People are like watching Carl Anthony Towns stat pad all the time. That's really all he does, dude. To be honest with you, if you ever watched the Timberwolves game, they they're down thirty the whole game, and it's just him to jack it. Joel Embiid said, "Imagine talking after a twenty point loss. You hate to see it. Laughing my ass off. Go ahead, using that pick of me caring about losing in the second round of the playoffs. Oh wait, you've never been there. You don't know what it's like. No cap, boy." Finally won three games and he's talking and I don't know and I know you ain't talking. You've been a pussy your whole life. That's why you were treated like a bitch by you know who. I ain't gonna put your business out but I ain't gonna give facts about you. Don't get it twisted. I own you. Jesus Christ. It's coming right out of soul. Again, like you've never you've never been a winner. So the fact that you're gonna go out people, it's just like, come on, man. You have to have some situational awareness here. Are you talking about the call that just happened there? What was that? I don't know. 
I really don't. I was in the middle of reading, and then when I looked up, I saw what just happened there. It, he hit his head. He, he didn't even hit his arm. He ripped through with his head. That ain't a foul. Wait, on what? Are you watching every Bradley just get blocked by Jaron Jackson? Or are you behind? I'm behind. I'm talking about John Morant ripping through. That ain't a foul. Yeah, they gave it to Ja. They got he got some favorable calls there. At least somebody for once actually got the rebound behind fucking Jesus Christ, LeBron. Yeah, I, I the whole the Carlos Town thing is fascinating because like I feel like I feel like he's one of the best players in the league. Like, he just came out two weeks ago and said, I'm the greatest shooting big man of all time. It's like, you're not. You're not. So he needs to, he it's needs all good. To, you're not. Like, shut the fuck need, up. He needs to make the playoffs before he even talks anymore. Can he win more than 45 games? Has he even made an all-NBA team yet? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't think he did. I think he was like a third team. One year? when they did decently, but, like, you can't put somebody in there that has a team with 20 wins, so he hasn't made it. He's, dude, to me, he's, dude, there's a reason why, just like Russell said, there's a reason why NBA treats him like a little bitch, because that's what he is. He was all NBA third team in 2018. See, that's not good enough for me. He's a really good ball player, like, he is, but I don't think he's a guy that you build your team around where, like, this is a championship or bust because we have Carl Anthony Towns. But if you exactly. like, if you're the Warriors and you sell to get Carl Anthony Towns, you're like, all right, this is a championship or bust roster. John Morant tonight has 41 and 10. Yeah, I would agree with you. And yeah, well, Jaws on another level. And but I don't think Carl's a guy where like you build just on him, and it's like, oh, okay, this is a championship team. No, never. I mean, clearly that's why he's been he's been in Minnesota. He's been in the basement for a shit. long time. Yeah. Like again, I think the build is bi- I think the biggest building block in Minnesota right now is Anthony Edwards. Yeah. I mean, you love him. And then the way he plays, I mean, you got to love it. Sometimes he has some off shooting nights, but that's what happens when you're young. When I mean, he's a young guy. He's trying to figure it out. Yeah. Don't he's tell me LeBron is going to Okay. Swing it, swing it, swing it. Oh my god. Ah, uh, game's over. Wait, threw it away. I'm about to see this bullshit. Like Malik got the ball, and he all he had to do was just swing it to Russ in the corner, who's been shooting really high in the corner. We talked about this the other day. Like Russ is wide open in the corner. Then he gave it to LeBron with like nothing to do, and then LeBron tried to kick it back out to Russ late, and it's a turnover. And like that's the ball game. Like all Malik had to do was just swing it. Yeah. That's a good win for the Grizzlies, man. They're every night, man, they win a game where it's like, why the fuck did they win this ball game? But like how many times does this happen before you go, Oh, this is just what they are? You're right. Lakers covered. Lakers covered though. What's what was the spread? Five and a half. Let's see, Bain's about to hit this three throw to make it one of four ninety nine. Game's over. Half a point. Oof. 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 If you took Memphis to cover, you're sorry as shit. Hey, what's Thursday Thursday night football tomorrow? I have no idea, dude. 
I'm looking up right now because we're probably not going to record tomorrow because we're going to the game tomorrow night. Right. <laughs> I don't think there is a Thursday night football this week. Is there? Dude, I had the Hawks minus 13 against the Bulls. They lost by 14. Oh, my God. Dude, you're a fucking psychopath for betting on goddamn football or basketball at this time of the year. I don't think – yeah, I think that was the last Thursday night football game, actually, last week. I think that was the last one. Yeah, I think we're good. Dude, what the fuck? That stinks, man. That's a bad beat, man. That's terrible. That's Gotta a bad beat, right dude. Here. That's a bad beat. Gotta get it back right here. <laughs> they lost by 14. I bet I'm at 13. Yeah. Uh, did you see the last play? Oh, my God. Like, Russ looks like he's going to cut down when LeBron goes <laughs> up, and then he backs up. And then he goes back to the three-point line. So, yeah, they didn't have no time on the clock either. So it's kind of weird. Malik's got to make that pass. You're right. Somehow, yeah, Malik just—he just had to swing it. Like it's a simple swing pass to the corner. Like if Russ Somehow, misses or yeah. not, literally, that—that's the best play on the floor. Like you have to take that shot. He's shooting what? I think it was. I think I saw it the other night. He's shooting forty-nine from the corner. Yeah, he. Took it's a, like a he, career high. He's right, shooting right, from the yeah. corner. Like, just swing that ball to him, and then what happens, happens. Oh, my God. Yeah, you got to get it to him. You have to swing that. Like, there's two guys closing out on you. Russ is wide open in the corner. You swing that to him. You have to. Also. Like Greg Anthony's talking about right now, is, you have is, to make that pass, man. Yeah, you got to make that pass. What is A.V. Bradley doing on the in the fucking paint? Just go five out. Get in the corner. Get in the other corner. I don't know what, what he was doing. He doing. He's making it so easy for Jaron Jackson to go out there and contest that three if Russell got it. Yeah, that lineup stunk too. Yeah, you have to swing that ball, man. Like he got Jaw to go up on the pass fake. There's a wide open pass to Russ in the corner. Yeah, that's bad. Mm. Damn. The Kings are underdogs tonight. I I just read something that they're actually interested, or they're they will be interested in listening to offers for De'Aaron Fox. What are they doing? I mean, you see the way that Tyrese Halliburton's playing. If you can kind of, I guess you can. If you can cut corners rebuilding wise with Halliburton, I guess you do it. I don't know. Like I I don't know. This whole thing about because my idea of what Cleveland would do would like you go get Buddy Heald. But like he doesn't help what you need right now because without Rubio and you don't have Colin Sexton anytime soon, you're gonna need another facilitator. You're gonna need another guard. Even the idea of getting Karis LeVert has changed for me, too, without Rubio. 
Like does yeah. that, that worries me that they'll overpay for Ben Simmons. Like I think Ben's awesome, but like for them to overpay for Ben is a problem for me. Yeah. Before the season started, I was like, yeah, sell whatever the fuck you have to sell to get Ben. But the way this team is going, it's like I don't want certain things to be gone to get Ben. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. That's all I thought as soon as Rubio went down. I was like, even if this is for a, if this is for just a, a limited amount of time, they need all the ball handlers they can get. Yeah. And especially with Darius Garland in the COVID protocol, like you need all the ball handlers you can get. And if Pagnos yeah. can't fucking get the floor in an yeah, emergency, pretty, what are we doing bad. here? Yeah, that's pretty bad. What, are they going to fly over to El Vidova here? Jesus Christ, I hope not. Don't do that. Don't do that. Dude, Ja had 41 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists tonight. You got all, you got old Malik Newman coming around town, don't you? We will see Malik Newman play ball tomorrow night in Washington. We will watch Malik <laughs> Newman play serious <laughs> basketball. We'll see a Malik Newman sighting. That's electric. That's electric. Isaiah Thomas signed with the Mavericks. You see that? I don't know what plays one G League game. Jobs forty gets back in the league. I don't know what Isaiah Thomas brings to a lot of teams. I honestly don't. Uh, he's Nothing. Not... Nothing. That's why he's not in the league. People don't understand this. He cannot play defense. It takes him three years to get over a screen. You can't put him under. Because that's just a wide-open shot. Well, it's not even and that. Then, it's just like offensively, he's not the guy that too. offensively that. where it's like, this is okay for you to be such a giant off- defensive liability. They Especially their- for a team as like the Mavericks. I, it doesn't make sense to me for the Mavericks. Yeah, he got a lot of he got a lot of calls, a lot of bullshit back in the day. You want to talk about people getting calls. That year he went off, he got so many calls, it was unbelievable. No, but he was he also phenomenal. Shit. Where like it was unbelievable, every like, time he took a shot, you felt like it was going in, and generally did. Like, and they also were built defensively, where like they could they could mask his deficiencies as the lead guard defensively. But like, yeah, I, I just I don't, I don't see the Mavericks being built enough where like he's gonna play decent enough minutes where like you can mask him defensively and it's fine. Like you're gonna take Luca out whenever he gets back, and then you're gonna put Isaiah Thomas in as well, who's like just as bad of a defensive liability as Luke is, so you're gonna do that for 48 minutes a night. Just he's worse. And you're a team yeah. that doesn't defend very well to begin with, and then you're gonna add Isaiah Thomas into that. Yeah, they just kind of try to outshoot teams. But that doesn't work. I mean, that works in the regular season sometimes, but that doesn't work mm-hmm. when it matters. Right. right. I mean, you're gonna have to play defense sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. It puts him in a hole, kind of to me, if he plays. I don't think he'll play. I, I think, think he. They're... I think they're only signing him out of necessity. I think he has to play. Yeah, because they're playing Jalen Brunson way too many minutes. So I think that's what happens. But like once mm-hmm. Luca comes back and then Brunson is back be to fine. being the second guard, I don't think Isaiah plays that much. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know if he gets fine. another ten day with. The, I don't know if he signs with anybody the rest of the year. He didn't sign a ten day. I think he signed with the Mavericks for the rest of the year. Is that what it was? I thought it was just a ten day. No no no. No, 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 no. They added him for a ten day. I, I'm seeing it right now. They just added him for a ten day. I would okay. say there's no way they signed him to a legit thing unless 
They are fucking idiots. Well, the but, way they worded it was Isaiah Thomas is going to land in Dallas. Yep, they they just signed to another 10-day. Well, that's not landed in Dallas. I mean, that's just there for a temporary stay. That's, right. not, that's, 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 not, not, that's not that serious, man. That's not. That's nothing. So he's just going to ten day to ten day to ten day, huh? I feel like that's gonna happen. That's what happened. I mean, that's what happens to these guys, man. Dude, isn't that nuts? Could you imagine getting called up, going, "Hey, can you play for us for ten days?" Sure. And I not guess playing. you get to a point in your life where, like, you just stay ready all the time. You're like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll go for any team possible." Yeah, that's just weird. But I hope that's not the case for again. I I'm doubling down. I don't think that. I hope that's not the case for Stanley Johnson and. Darren Collison. I hope they're mainstays for the rest of the year for the Lakers. They they make way yeah. too much sense for them to help, for them. Like it, it makes no sense for them not to get re signed for the rest of the year. Even off even off two games that they've played so far, that I've seen Stanley Johnson on the court. He's better than most they've had all year. He needs to be on the team the rest of the year. And if yeah, that means that DeAndre right. Jordan or somebody's expendable, take a hike then. What does he give you? Nothing. What does he have on Frank Vogel? DeAndre Jordan should be on his hands and knees every day. He's thanking God that Chris Paul and Blake Griffin came into his life. That's yeah, half of his money came from Chris Paul. Like he he's should be a sending a percentage of whatever he makes to Chris Paul every week. God, I wish he went to Dallas when they were talking about signing him. Big oh, before time. they locked him up in a fucking in a, in his house. Like you can't leave. You're signing with the Clippers again. They go, okay. <laughs> right. I wish he went to Dallas. I really do wish he went to Dallas. Like, look at this this Mavericks lineup. Of course, they brought it back. They got Brunson, Frankie Smokes, Benny Smith, Porzingis, and Dwight Powell. That's rough, dude. That's Dwight Powell went nuclear the other night. He always does off the bench, but like as a starting center, it's not it's not good enough. Frankie Smokes. Frankie oh, Smokes. My. Frank Nikita. He's starting. Did you see? Did you see that the other night though? I had Jazz minus seven in a teaser. Did you see this game though? The what, Jazz the Mavericks. Up, the Jazz were up six. Yeah. And the last possession of the Mavericks had Frankie Smokes took a three and lost it in midair. It went forty feet in the air. He ran. Got it. To, got it and put it up and made a layup. Yeah. And that's how I lost my bet. That's the thing too. Is like, how was that not a travel? Because nobody else that's touched it. Nobody touched it. He just literally lost it. And then he just ran and got it at the elbow, put it up, and it's two points. Bro, everyone's <laughs> just looking at the refs like all three What is this? Balls, like, what are you doing? <laughs> didn't know. I was like, what the fuck? That's a shitty way to lose a teaser too, where it's like, that's a clear travel. I won this. Nope. No, you I've didn't. had some bad beats this last Ooh. week. COVID put me into... Man, like I don't watch the Kings very often, but when I when I literally sit and watch Jaren Fox, it's so much fun to watch him play basketball, man. He, like he I needs love, to get out of Sacramento, I like man. I love I love the idea of the Kings. I love him. I love Halliburton. I love Marvin Bagley. I love Where Buddy Heald. I just I hate everything about the Kings, though. Yeah, at least they got rid of Luke Walton. What does it matter? I don't know, but at least they did. They're still not playing Bagley enough. At least he's starting now recently, but Jesus. The Kings, to me, are really good some nights, and some nights they're terrible. I mean, they're they're a very young team. They have, I mean, they have Harrison Barnes for the most part. That's a young starting five. Like, you're going to have growing pains. Right. It looks more and more like uh, Jimmy G's not playing on Sunday. I guess, uh... Who is it? Who is it? 49ers playing? I literally forgot. 
Sorry. I I found I had, you know, a couple whiskeys. Jimmy, what? A couple Jimmy beers. G. What? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who the 49ers are playing this weekend. I literally forgot. But it looks like he's not going to play, which is good. I think that's – honestly, I think it's good. Like, you probably are going to miss the playoff push, but you legitimately get to see Trey Lance in some pressure situations. And, like, I guess you can go into the year kind of going, oh, yeah, he played this way the last two games of the year. Like, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing more. Or he fucking stinks and he go, oh, shit, we sold the farm for a guy who fucking stinks and we're <laughs> yeah. screwed. Yeah, that could easily happen too. Very easily. Which is uh, like I couldn't again like another conversation that we talked about before. I don't understand what it's like to be a San Francisco 49er fan. I don't know how you do it. I, I don't, don't know either. Oh, you play Houston. All right, you got a nice little layup for Trey Lance there. Then who? Uh, do they end the season against the Cardinals? I feel like it's a division game. You can win that game. I doubt they do, but they can win it. Because they're trash. We talked about it the other day, too. but I, Yeah, we did. We did talk out. about it. Literally Monday, I think. Probably right. Um, I'm looking at their schedule right now. Because they play Houston this weekend, and then they play, and then they play. They're at the Rams. That's a tough one. That is a tough one, especially if the Rams actually play. Right. So who knows what situations happen, clinching wise? Like, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we'll see when it when the time comes. Let's see how he does against the Texans first. Then we can. Uh, I think the best. I think the best man. news that we got from the day from the NFL was that Lamar practiced today. Limited, he look- but he practiced. Oh, that's man. good. He hasn't touched. He hasn't touched the practice field. He hasn't done anything since like December twelfth. So that's that's awesome he, news. He ain't playing this week. I think he does. I think he plays. Fuck, man. I think as no soon as he way. practices on a Wednesday, I think as soon as he practices on a Wednesday, I think they're. They're praying that they're 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 prepared for him to play. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, this, like, this is your last stand, this Baltimore. This is your last stand, kind of. Right? No, it is. And you're gonna need them. You're gonna need them because the Rams are coming in hot, and you just got torched by Joey Burrow. Imagine what Matthew Stafford's about. To I know, play. coming off a shit week too. That's what I've always been thinking about. Like he had a really bad week. Oh I'm my sure God. he looked at the film and realized what he made oh. mistakes on, and then he was like, what did Joe Burrow do to this defense? Ah, oh, okay. Sounds good, dude. I'm ready to bounce back. Yeah, dude. I just... I have no faith in that Ravens defense, which is crazy to say. It's kind of crazy I mean, to say that. it's not that crazy to say. People have been talking about that Ravens defense. Like, it's still the same defense it's been since the mid-2000s. It hasn't been that good for a couple yeah, years now. Least, at least they played hard, you know? They did give up shit, but... Uh, this team, it doesn't matter if you play Again, hard or that not. Wasn't, the past couple of years, it hasn't been one of those teams like, oh, Lamar, really good defense. Like That wasn't one of those defenses where like, oh, I'll mm-hmm. put my money and get a fucking stop to end the game. Yeah, It wasn't right, one right. of those defenses. Yeah, they should have paid C.J. Mosley, but it is what it is. So. Honestly, they, I mean, they probably did do the right thing by not paying him because, I mean, he's been good for the Jets, but like, what does that it's mean? phenomenal. What well, does that mean? Him, they could have paid him or Judon, maybe one of them. Yeah, I mean, letting Judon walk was kind of a... Because they struggled so much to get to the quarterback, to let the guy who yeah. got to the quarterback the best 
go. I mean, and he still didn't even like, do it at the rate that Baltimore needed to be successful defensively. So, I mean, exactly. to let him walk exactly. away. Made no sense, kind of. And you have Owe, which is awesome, but he still doesn't get to the quarterback enough either. So, like. Mm-mm. No, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't. I think it's 30. I legitimately, I woke up, I woke up this morning thinking like, we're, I'm going to go, we're going to go watch Ben win on, on Monday Night Football. Yeah. And I think he's going to go out and he's going to beat the Ravens like he always does. And then who knows what happens from there. Well, you might, you might slip into wild card. Cincinnati, they got nine wins, right? Yeah. No, there's no chance of them winning the North. There's no chance. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. But all, all that's left is getting a, a division spot. That's all that's left. Getting a wild card spot, sorry. That's fair. It's possible. You only game out. Get the fucking Dolphins who are, who are due for a loss. Ravens stink. Yeah, I, I, the I, think, stink. I think the discourse, because like we talked about like Miami yesterday and was like, oh, it's sustainable, whatever. But it's like, I wasn't talking about them like they stink or something. Like, I... To win well, seven about Super Bowl. To win yeah. seven in a row in the NFL is hard to fucking do. Like, I don't care who you beat. You beat seven NFL teams in a row. Like, they literally only the Chiefs have won more games consecutively. You know what I mean? Like, it's a hard thing to do. I don't care who you're playing against. Like Yeah, back to back. It's years, hard. The most, it's hard. We've seen the Steelers probably the worst team to go, what, eleven yeah. and now? That's not even. Let's not even talk about that. We don't even know that. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, I'm just saying we saw. Is things that difficult if Bud Dupree doesn't blow his knee out? Probably not. I don't know. If Devin Bush doesn't blow his knee out, it's probably not that difficult. You know what I mean? If Tyson Alulu isn't gone, if Stefan Tuitt isn't gone again, you know what I mean? (laughs) They lost so many people throughout the year. Where it's like, oh, they just fucking stink. No, they lost integral parts of their fucking team throughout the year at the worst possible time. Right, and they just couldn't bounce back. Yeah, yeah, it made sense. They weren't even that good to begin with. I get it. But they lost mm-hmm. giant people who were integral parts of them being 11-0 and 0, where it's like, oh, they just fucking stink now. No. See, they only pick and choose when fucking injuries matter to some teams. They yeah, really right. do. Right, right, right. It's all about, uh, yeah, next man up. Or the Steelers up. team stinks. They're missing Tyson Alulu again, and they haven't had Stefan Tuitt. Arguably, their second-best defensive player hasn't played at all this year. I know, of course they fucking friends, stink. One of my friends was saying against the Chiefs, you had, you, you, that was your like that was your A-plus defense. And I was like, no, it's not. No, it's like, it's not even close. Are you serious? I know. I know. He has no idea. Oh, no thank idea. God Joe Hayden got back. Stefan Tuitt hasn't even touched the field yet. Tyson Lulu broke his fucking ankle. It's bullshit. He's one of the best run-stopping defensive tackles in the league. It makes things yeah, exactly. go. Again, you're playing Montez Adams, who you just signed up the fucking practice squad of the New Orleans Saints, and you have Henry Mondu playing serious snaps. You have a fucking problem. Steelers got, got a, a fucking problem. Called in, Chief. Called but, in. hey, they still have a chance to make the playoffs. Which I guess it isn't that bad having Mike Tomlin. I'm not pro my Tom. I'm not pro fire my Tomlin. You know, like I hope that doesn't what it sounded like the other day. I'm just thinking like out loud that something has to change though. You know, like you can't be this dog shit for three quarters and like it's not on the head guy. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. Something's, I get it. I look, I know the talent kind of stinks sometimes, but like, come on, man. you know, come on. 
being that most outscored team ever in the first quarter. Yeah, Come on. Again, Hitler was alive and well the last time the Steelers haven't scored a fucking first half touchdown in six straight games. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah, that's wild, dude. That's 80. That's Figure 60 years, out. 80 years ago, dude. It's a long time ago, pal. Don't put a number on it that we're not confident in. Jesus long Christ. Time. <laughs> John Madden was about to get born. Hey. Perfect segue. I forgot. Rest in peace, John Madden, who literally changed covering football in every way. Right. Like, uh, it's crazy that he passed yesterday because I enjoyed so much watching that all-man documentary on Fox before the game's Christmas Day. Like, that shit was awesome. Like, you forget, I guess being my age, you're kind of in the middle of, like, I guess understanding of what a great head coach John Madden was, but you realize you recognize him from calling football games on Monday night football, Sunday night football and Mm -hmm. Madden football games. But like, you know, he was a head coach and like, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know him as a TV personality and the video game maker. Like he created, Oh, he's a part of making Madden Awesome. He's awesome on the color commentary, but like he's one of the greatest coaches to ever live. And like, he changed the way that, Football is played. He's literally a pioneer. Yeah, he's dude. He's a goat. You know, I mean, even if you didn't know him, if you knew nothing about him, I mean, you just, people still played Madden. Everybody That's what I mean. Played. Like we're in the generation now where most people are like, oh shit, the guy who created Madden's dead. It's yeah, like no, right. he's like, he's he has the, the highest that... winning percentage as a head coach of winning at least a hundred games in NFL history. Right. I mean, like he was, he, he was one he of the greatest it. coaches to ever live, and yeah. he was one of the, he is potentially the greatest commentator to ever live. Like he, yeah. not only did he know his shit, but he made it in a way where it was fun too. Like he did everything that a lot of these fucking hacks are trying to do nowadays, but he did it in such a way where it's like, oh, this is John Madden talking. Like it's fun the way he's doing, it, but he's teaching me something every single night. Like how he broke down plays, always he always had his board. Like that the teleprompter and all that. Like he's teaching you the ins and outs of every single play, but he's doing it in a fun way that keeps you engaged as well. People who aren't super football heads but are watching Sunday night football or Monday night football, like you're still sucked in because of John Madden. Like mm-hmm. it's it's the crazy that that he's gone, man. Like literally a couple days after that all man documentary came out, where like. It was they, so awesome to watch yeah. just the background of him and like the players, how much they admired him and how much they loved and respect John Madden about anything that he said. Like every production meeting, all these star players are like, oh, I got to be there. I got to talk to Madden about this and that. Like he is just, it's crazy, man. He's one of the most, like, he's a football guy. He's literally the definition of a fucking football guy, man. He's one of the few people you could say that if you're a hundred to probably ten, you probably know who he is. Right. Like there are so many people in this world who know who John Madden is and they, they for all different reasons. Like right. there are people who are older than me who know John Madden is like, oh, he's a fantastic. He's one of the greatest head coaches of all time. And like I understand he was a great head coach, but for me as a kid, I know about the, he's the a color commentator guy. And he was the reason that Madden is what it is. Because EA and all them trying to make a game where it's like, oh, you'd make it like this. He's like, no, you have to make it like fucking football. 
if my name's going to be on this, make it like fucking football. Don't make right. it some Tecmo Bowl bullshit. Make it where this is football. And he, they said like he was still so hands-on in making the game every single year. Like he was so hands-on in everything he ever did. Dude, he had a... He was the only guy who had a contract with all four fucking networks for football. Like, he literally was just such a football dude. He was commentating for every single company possible, just talking football. Yeah, I'll be making a uh, Tadurkin next year for uh, Thanksgiving. You best believe it. Oh, that was like, he was so awesome, man. Like, him and Al Michaels were the best, man. Because Al was like, Al's one of the greatest human beings to ever live. And, like, he's a legend. And him calling anything is awesome. And then you have John Madden with him. That was, like, the greatest booth to ever live. Yeah, they literally were is. the best. It is. Rest in peace, John Madden, man. Because, like, I enjoyed watching that documentary. I literally did. I, was, I got such a pop out of watching. I enjoyed watching that documentary on Fox more than I did any of the sun, any of the football games on Christmas Day. Like, I enjoyed watching that hour or so documentary on John Madden more than I did any game on Christmas Day. It was awesome. Yeah. And then a couple days later, he's gone. Like, it's just insane. It's just so weird how the world works, man. It really is. It just reminded me of, like, when like LeBron passed Kobe on the scoring list, and then days later, he's dead. It's nuts. It's like it's you finally sad. show homage, you pay homage. Oh, Isaiah Thomas is checking in for the for the Mavericks right now. How was the score? Are they up 100? It's 21 to 13 in the first quarter. People this are going nuts. People are losing their fucking... Oh, they're in Sacramento, so... He's a Sacramento legend, I guess? He had some good winning? years in Sacramento. Who's winning the game, though? Oh, he just airballed his first shot by a lot. I would say, they're just saying, he just touched down in Sacramento at 3 p.m. And he's, hey, he's ready to play. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, what are we doing here? Like, how do I take this NBA season seriously? Like, Isaiah Thomas is checking into this game. He checked in at 3 p.m. in Sacramento, and he's playing right now. Like, what are we doing here? What is this season? I don't know. Rough. I mean, it's hard to take it seriously every night. It really is. Yeah. It's hard to do with the NFL, too. It's hard. Big time. We're week 17 already, dude. I know. It's almost gone. I know. It's almost gone. And then by February, it comes like, oh, shit, the season's over. Right. All right. Well, it's fucking late. It's like 11 p.m. I know. I got to get up early for work tomorrow. I'm off Friday, though. So that's what's up. So we get to enjoy, actually enjoy the Cavs and Wizards game. Whoever fucking decides to show up for that game. Right. No Darius Garland. No Ricky Rubio. Mm. Devin Mobley's playing. That's what's up. Isaiah Coro's playing. Could be an interesting game. <sighs> I can't believe Ricky Rubio blew his ACL. Yeah, that's terrible. Like I felt, I like I fell in love with the pick, man. Like, I fell in love with the pickup, and then he blows his knee up. I know. It looked like it happened, too. That's why I was hoping it didn't happen, but it happened. Oh, as soon as he went down, like, I was like, this stinks. Like, it's 11 p.m., and I feel like shit. Awesome, man. This stinks. Right. 
Like, right. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning or to find out he blew his knee up. Right. Please and please, pal. Alright. That's it for us. We'll be back on Friday because we're not recording tomorrow because we'll be in DC and I'm not bringing my recording equipment to DC with me, so. We got, yeah, we got shit to do. We got basketball to watch. What? We got beer to drink. What? What? Games to battle on. That's true, too. Actually, that's just you. I don't, I don't gamble this time of the year on basketball. It's mostly just football for me. Oh, it's hard to hit. <laughs> yeah, tell me. It's hard to hit. Yeah. It's hard to hit basketball, yeah. Especially when Isaiah Thomas is playing meaningful minutes in a game on fucking Wednesday night in Sacramento. Yeah, it's hard to bet. Right. We'll talk to you Friday. All right, pal. I'll see you tomorrow, pal. See you. I'll see you later. It's over! It's over! Y'all take it easy. I'm out.